Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. I want to give a big thanks early this day for all of the support that we're getting from the community here during our fall fundraiser. We really appreciate it. And it will help us lay out the foundation for the next 70 years of WDET, all the great music and news and conversation that you really appreciate on this station. So thanks again. And we will be done with that fundraiser, we hope, really soon. Up first today, there has been a lot of staffing shakeup with Dan Gilbert's group of Detroit-based companies, and one of those changes has brought a familiar name to a new role. Last month, Matt Cullen is now was announced as the new CEO of Bedrock, which is Dan Gilbert's real estate firm, and he is also chairman of the board for Jack and a principal at Rock Ventures. Matt Cullen joins us now to talk about his change and the changes that Bedrock has been bringing to the city of Detroit. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Stephen. Hey, good to hear from you. Um, let's talk about uh, this new role as CEO of Bedrock. Why take the job now? And uh, what will we sort of see from uh, Bedrock in, in the near future? Well, the reason for uh, me moving over, we had made, as, as you know, uh, a decision to sort of back out of the uh, gaming business to a significant extent. So we had casinos uh, throughout Ohio and uh, Detroit and Baltimore and uh, and so on, and, and we uh, accomplished what we wanted to do there. We were able to generate uh, tremendous resurgence in the performance of the assets, and we were able to generate a lot of visitation and sort of urban redevelopment, which was our strategy in the beginning. So we've been able to accomplish that. Uh, as a result, we subsequently sold the Greektown Casino a few months ago. We're going to close on the uh, Cincinnati Casino over the course of the next couple of weeks. We, we're we're going to uh, continue with that cadence, probably uh, sell the real estate in the two Cleveland assets, but hold on to the, to the operating business. But but bottom line, we, we uh, Dan made a strategic decision to sort of uh, downsize the uh, the gaming portfolio and to uh, really continue to put resources into the uh, real estate development, both here and, and in Cleveland. So mm. that's sort of the genesis of it. Um, myself and, and and several other members of the leadership team from Jack are uh, are going to move over to uh, to build on the great foundation here at Bedrock. And so let's talk about where you guys are with real estate, and especially here in downtown Detroit. There's no question. Uh, in anyone's mind about the impact that uh, Dan Gilbert's companies have had on downtown Detroit. Uh, catch us up on where you think we are and and where we still need to go. I mean, I, th- I think the, you know, Stephen, you and I have been keeping track of this stuff for a long time, right? So the mm-hmm. uh, the improvement in downtown Detroit is incredible. Uh, and and that, certainly that involves Bedrock and Dan, but it involves a lot of other people too. So we're north of 100 assets uh, tremendous amount of development, 17,000 team members, um, and, and and it's just uh, it's, it's it's unbelievable how much it has changed over the past you know five to ten years, and I think we're all very excited about that. Uh, we have some a number of major projects that are underway. In addition to that, with one campus marshes and the Book Tower Book Building, uh, Hudson's Monroe, but lots of other ventures too into the neighborhoods with Brush Park and. Uh, and so um, I think I think what uh, is exciting is the development that has taken place is uh, tremendous. I think the work that we have collectively done on the physical connectors, like the riverfront and Campus Marshes Park and the Quinder Cut and things like that, is tremendous. And and now I think a lot of us, uh, certainly following the the mayor's leadership, are 
are also now uh, continuing to uh, expand our focus on the neighborhoods. And, uh, and so I think much accomplished, and, uh, but much yet to come. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago having a conversation, I think with you and, and maybe with Dan, about the west side of downtown, west of Woodward, and, and how it had been slower to recover and develop than the east side, that, that uh, things had really changed uh, east of Woodward, and they were sort of still up on the drawing board, I guess, for, for the west side. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, the west side of downtown is really starting to change as well. Uh, it's very different uh, in the Capitol Park area, but, but you're still pushing westward. Uh, tell us about that side of town and, and how it's changing. Well, you're right. The Capitol Park, I mean, is... is uh it's just experiencing tremendous growth. It's one of the, you know, sort of the coolest places uh, from a residential standpoint, the restaurant scene over there, just the amount of vitality. Um, have to certainly give a shout out to uh, Jerry Anderson and Dave Meter and the folks at DTE Beacon Park and, uh, and the work that they have done is, is tremendous. I mean, it used to be a very institutional feel to that neighborhood. You know, you kind of come out and there's these big steel buildings and uh, there was no activity, no people on the streets. I mean, that's, that's just changing dramatically. So, the area, sort of, if you, if you define downtown uh, as some do between the expressways, um, that side of it from Woodward to the Lodge essentially is uh, is experiencing tremendous growth. And again, it, I mentioned it earlier, but it's really interesting to see how often it's also tied to public space. Mm. And uh, and I think that's been you know something that that we have all learned, and and we're putting a lot of resources behind. And I and I think that that's smart to do that. And then depends how you want to define west. Of course, you get over to uh, the train station and what Ford's doing, and mm-hmm. and uh, everything taking place over there. The uh, the growth is tremendous as well. So uh, a lot taking place on the, in that direction. Yeah, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Matt Cullen. He is the new CEO of Bedrock, which is Dan Gilbert's real estate firm. He is also chairman of the board for Jack and a principal at Rock Ventures. We're talking about. All of the changes that are happening in downtown Detroit, uh, all of the things that uh, Dan Gilbert and the companies that he leads are doing in downtown Detroit. If you want to join the conversation, of course, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Um, Matt, I want to talk uh, some about the the work that uh, that Dan Gilbert's companies are doing outside of downtown Detroit, which I think is it's the kind of work that gets less attention, I suppose, uh, than than what goes on downtown. But you guys are really involved in in these questions that surround neighborhood redevelopment and revitalization, which are much tougher. Uh, require different kinds of investment. Uh, tell us what role you guys are playing in all of that. Well, I, I think we, you know, we have a variety of different roles within the neighborhood, um, and you know, we're, we're obviously uh, supporting a lot of different initiatives. Uh, we were uh, participated in the, in an event with Dr. V the other day, and and so we're we're spending a lot of time on the. Uh, uh, on the educational system, and we're, we're looking to be supportive of them. I think what we pay attention to now, Stephen, is the amount of work that's taken place uh, from a construction standpoint. We really want to pay attention to the skilled trades, uh, and so we're working with Randolph and uh, and other centers, and because we uh, Brightheart, because we want to really have the uh, that kind of development taking place. We have um, mentorship programs. We're working hard on uh, on. Uh, 
bringing, uh, working hard on this tax foreclosure issue because I, I know you're aware of it, but you know we, we really have a sort of a, a, a really challenging circumstance here in Detroit where for a long period of time the homes were overassessed and the tax rates were the highest legally allowed, and so people were losing their their homes. And uh, when that happened, uh, you know they would go into public ownership and they would, you know, we found that uh, from the from the uh, blight study that we had done several years ago. We found that 90 plus percent of homes that went into public ownership uh, never came out. That is, that they would be vandalized and destroyed. And so, and I think, you know, I, I don't remember the precise statistic, but it was like 2.1 people per home, you know. So we were just kind of hollowing out our neighborhoods and, and, and to no benefit, right? Because the homes then would be vandalized and so on. So um, I, I think we're working on a variety of different fronts, and uh, our, our community engagement team is doing uh, a lot of work there. But so is our real estate team. We're looking at uh, development opportunities as well. So a um, lot to be done. But the strategic neighborhood program that the mayor kicked off, that uh, Invest Detroit had been a big part of, um, we're, we're kind of fast followers with that and, uh, and trying to be uh, supportive of all things they're doing. So turning attention back downtown, I want to talk about the the new skyscraper on the Hudson site. Um, there was a story recently uh, that, that suggested the incentives for that skyscraper and for the one on the Monroe block were given without requiring uh, the, the companies uh, that Dan Gilbert leads to be specific about the way that they were going to be financed. And of course, anyone who's driven past the Hudson Block. Uh, the Hudson's Block recently has seen how long it is taking for that project to get going. Catch us up on where you are with that project and uh, whether that's actually going to happen the way that it was described in the proposals to the city and the state. Well, first off, you know, I, I think there was sort of a... Uh an unfortunate framing of the discussion around incentives because the the way the program actually works is it's there is no risk for the the city or the county or the state that being uh, no no incentives uh, become available until the uh, until the project's up and running right because so these things were essentially structured so that they'd be a capture of either real estate taxes or income taxes and so on so so um, so I guess. Let me just sort of clarify that piece um, mm-hmm. that uh, I, I think, you know, the way that uh, Governor Snyder, everybody structured it, provided a lot of protections for the community appropriately, um, because sometimes markets change, right? And uh, and you need to be able to react to that, but you don't want to be out there for a, like a fixed dollar. Here's here's your commitment uh, from an incentive standpoint and then have the, uh, the requirements change. So that sort of responds to the, uh, the incentive piece. I mean, as far as the programming, uh, a bit of the same comment, right? We're we're, we're working to understand uh, when we embarked on the Hudson's discussion, which I mean, honestly, goes back several years from the time that uh, Dan decided to move downtown. But if uh, even more recently, you know, things have changed, markets change, um, prices change relative to the development. I, I mean, I never thought we'd be in a circumstance where you know we'd be getting construction people moving back from Texas and so on to try and get work here, right? So. Um, so we're we're evaluating that now. Um, we're looking at we were always going to have a hotel component. We're looking to see how big that hotel component might be. Um, we're working to understand what uh, you know what footprint the uh, office building. We actually think there might be more demand for that. So we're really balancing market demand and uh, with the facility. But we're we're still uh, under construction. We're doing a lot of work, uh, you know, with the foundation, and we expect to be you know, out of the ground next year. So out of the ground, that is from a visible standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
good progress, but uh, conversely, uh, one campus marshes well ahead of schedule. We're, we're building like crazy, uh, book tower, book building, uh, the same. Um, and finally, uh, Monroe we're, we're, is analogous to Hudson's in the sense that we're, we're uh, working to refine programming, but uh, we feel good about that. We got a lot of meetings on that this week. So, so let me just ask you point blank: Were the plans for the Hudson's block too ambitious? I mean, was it was it too much to to say we're going to build the tallest building in the state of Michigan right here in the in the center of uh, downtown Detroit? And in the end, will that be scaled back some because of economic factors or just the idea that it's too much in 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 that space? Um, I don't know if it's too ambitious. We're gonna we're working to, as I say, to really refine the program. So I, I can't say that it was uh, that it was that. It was certainly ambitious. It will be incredibly ambitious. Uh, whatever the ultimate project is, I mean, Dan, uh, you know, has clearly indicated that he wants this project to be something very significant. Um, you know, when you look at what's new construction in the city of Detroit over the past. 20 years, I mean, it will, it will uh, very much change the conversation relative to those. I mean, um, but uh, we, need to, we need to finish, uh, you know, defining the ultimate scope. So it's, it's a little too early to, to judge whether it was too ambitious, but it will, it will continue to be very ambitious, and, and we're excited about it. Hmm. Uh, let's talk some about uh, another subject. I, I know that you're the chairman of the Detroit Riverfront Conservancy, and I know how important the changes along the riverfront have been to you personally. Uh, talk about that role. I, I always say that one of the biggest changes in my lifetime in the city of Detroit is the riverfront, the way we think of the riverfront, the way we use the riverfront. When I was a kid growing up near downtown Detroit, we just didn't go down there at all. Uh, it was industrial. It was dirty. It was dangerous. Uh, my kids, by contrast, grew up with that as kind of their backyard, uh, the kind of the, the place that uh, they went to play and, and do cool things on the weekends. Um, talk about how, how much that means to you. I know uh, you've been deeply involved in it since the beginning. Well, I have, and thank you for, uh, for, the, for the nice comments about it. I, I, I think the riverfront is, and I'm biased, right, because I've been involved from the beginning as a Founding chairman have served in that role since, and, and uh, working with Faye Nelson and Mark Wallace and, and incredible teams down there, um, and bringing together the community from philanthropic to government to, to corporate and everything. We, we've transformed our waterfront. I mean, as you pointed out, uh, 15 years ago, it was a very beat up industrial waterfront. You literally 20 years ago couldn't walk from. Uh, the Renaissance Center to the water. I mean, there's four levels of road back there. There's cement silos. Um, it, w- it was a, a terrible uh, physical condition, and now it's being totally transformed. I mean, most of the East River front, which we kind of defined from Joe Lewis to Gabriel Richard Park past uh, Belle Isle, has been done, and, and, and the in-pockets, uh, I don't know if people have had the opportunity yet because Atwater Beach isn't open yet publicly, but it will be shortly, and it's it's a, another tremendous asset. So, um, And then the Dequinder Cut takes it out into the neighborhoods all the way up to Midtown. Uh, and then we're really excited about uh, turning our attention west. You asked about west earlier. Well, the riverfront is going to lead the way on the west mm-hmm. as well because we're going to go from Joe Lewis uh, ultimately all the way down beyond the Ambassador Bridge. But uh, And we have the Ralph C. Wilson Centennial Park which is going to be one of the, you know, preeminent uh, parks in the United States that is finalizing design and uh, and we intend to have uh, completed by two, 2000, uh, uh, 2022. So um, 
and, and, and so the physical transformation has been awesome, but, um, but uh, again, you characterized it very well. I mean, I think the biggest difference is just the way people come together there. I mean, we have, you know, 3 million plus visitors uh, last year. I'm sure significantly more than that this year. Uh, and it's, you know, it's joggers, yoga folks, baby carriages, uh, walking the dogs, uh, hand in hand, people of every uh, demographic. And, and I think it changes the way people see the city. And I, and I think it changes the way the city feels. And, and uh, it's a project I'm very proud to have been involved with. And, and, uh, and, I, and I think it's uh, making a profound difference in our, in our city. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, I, I want to ask a, a sort of broader context question about the role that Dan Gilbert's companies play here in in the city. Of course, like I said, uh, over the last almost 10 years, there's been this pr- profound change in downtown Detroit that's been led by by the investments made by Bedrock and, and the other companies. But, but there's also been some criticism that there's too much uh, reliance on uh, those companies and not enough opportunity for others to participate, uh, not enough uh, stability that would be gained from having multiple actors uh, involved. Now, that's changing, of course, because we're starting to see some other players enter the market. But I wonder if you can talk about whether uh, Bedrock and the other companies will continue in the future to play as big a role as they are, and whether uh, from sort of the inside, you think about the idea of scaling back or spreading responsibility and opportunity a little broader? You know, it's an interesting question. When we first came down, and and I've been involved in working in the city of Detroit for the better part of 40 years, my GM career and others, so, and and urban redevelopment around the world in my GM role, and and there's, there's always these challenges of, hey, you can't get retail until you get rooftops, you know, until you get residential, and you can't get residential until you have retail and you can't, you know, you can't get a cool place until you have the jobs to pay for it and all those kinds of things. And so there's always this sequential debate of how do you, you know, take on uh, the change of uh, a great city like the city of Detroit. I think what Dan did, um, and again, I've had a lot of hats on during the course of this, you know, renaissance, but what Dan did is he accelerated all those things. I mean, he came down and said, I am going to do to uh, you know what he would describe as a big bang. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it all on at once. I'm going to uh, put significant resources towards public space. I'm going to take bring down tremendous number of jobs. I'm gonna take on the retail. Or I'm sorry, the office buildings. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, support retail that honestly the market wasn't ready for right at the time. But I'm gonna do that because I think it's uh, it's important. We're gonna bet on infrastructure things like you know, the queue line and other things. We're going to put the resources behind all of that. And I think what it did is it provided a catalyst, right? I mean, it kind of lit the spark on a lot of this. And, and there was, again, I can't be more clear, a lot of other people involved, but, um, but it, 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 it created that kind of momentum. And now, um, as you mentioned, uh, what's very different now than any other sort of renaissance sort of moment in the city is it feels much broader. I mean, when you look at the... There's developers, there's, you know, it used to be, it'd be the Illiches or the Gilberts or the GM or somebody else. It was quasi-philanthropic, right? I mean, um, because people, P. Carmanis, I mean, kind of go down the list. It's different now. I mean, you know, we get inundated every day and there's people showing up, building buildings, opening restaurants, uh, doing things that I've never heard of. And, um, and which is absolutely a good thing uh, because the, the market is changing now to the point that, um, 
that people, you know, capital is, is, is very mobile. And uh, people believe that deploying their capital in Detroit is a uh, is an attractive outcome now. And so um, it, it, it's changing rapidly, and I think it's uh, of, of, of huge benefit to all, you know, folks that uh, live and care about the city of Detroit. So, no, I, I think Dan's commit, you know, passion is to continue going. But I do think that we will be less of the of the total in the sense that there's so many other people coming in now. So it won't be uh, perhaps as much of uh, the this, this sense that, you know, Dan, you know, Bedrock is doing this stuff. I mean, we'll certainly be doing the same things we're doing, and a lot of big ones, but uh, but we'll be uh, sort of joined by our friends and uh, and compadres in doing that in, in a broad sense of people that are interested in the city and, and want to invest here and do well, and I think that's a great thing. Okay. Matt Cullen, new CEO of Bedrock. It was really great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks, Stephen. All right. Coming up, we're going to raise a little more money during our fall fundraiser, and then we're going to talk with Macomb County Public Works Commissioner Candace Miller. Also, don't forget, if you miss any of today's conversation, you can download the Detroit Today podcast on iTunes. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Detroit Today.